Hello there, this is Crystal, and you're listening to the Crystal Archive Podcast. Crystal Archive Podcast, episode number 42. I'm your host, Mr. Crystal, and this episode was recorded on January 8th, 2020. Welcome back, friends. It's been a long year. 2019 has been a great year for me. And unfortunately, though, I didn't get to do any podcasts during the entire year. And so this is going to be yet another year in review podcast. Sorry about that. I'm kind of limited on time, so I'll be going kind of as a single take here. Not much time for editing, so I apologize in advance. I'm going to, as usual, cover everything we did in the last year, all the posts made on the site since 2019, as well as some other information that didn't actually make it onto the site, stuff that got discussed on uh, Discord, uh, as well as then after that looking at how well I did with my promises from last year. And then on to some stuff about more progress on things that hasn't gotten mentioned yet on the site or Discord. And finally, we'll talk about what the plans are for 2020 and some new ideas for what we can do with the podcast in the coming months. So let's get started, shall we? The last podcast occurred, well, was supposed to occur on January 8th, 2019, which would have been the 13th anniversary of the Crystal Archive, but it took me a few days to record and edit the podcast, so episode 41 came out on January January 15th, 2019. The first real post of note was that Lilat Mobius Adventurer finally got a chance to not only edit his footage of Ayano Haramaki, of the furry fiesta footage that he had, but also he got approval finally from Ayano to actually post it. So we posted six different videos representing something like 11 hours of footage. After editing it down, it was only about eight hours, which he brought down to six videos. This was the first public appearance of her Zero Suit Samus costume, and also she got to interact with a Fox McCloud cosplayer. I, of course, have footage myself of this event, stabilized for the first time with a Steadicam, But alas, I haven't had time to edit it, so that's going to be coming eventually, whenever I get back to it. But that took from March 2017 all the way to January 30th, 2019-ish, to get that all ready to go. So there's a long approval process for videos of this length. So we're both kind of sorry for that. We do the best we can. Next, we heard there was going to be a Nintendo Direct, and with as with all these things, as always with these things... We look forward to them to see what Nintendo's going to be doing and hopefully seeing if they're going to talk about the next Star Fox game. Back then, at the beginning of the year, there was still rumors about a Star Fox GP, the uh, supposed 
Star Fox racing game that uh, allowed you to shoot uh, enemies and race at the same time, kind of like F-Zero except with guns. Those rumors didn't pan out as far as we know. The closest thing we saw was something Starlink related much, much later on. So don't really know the status of that, but no one's really been talking about that rumor for quite some time. Next was Valentine's Day. And Valentine's Day is officially the birthday or anniversary of Star Fox Assault, which celebrated its 14 years uh, in, of existence since release, making Star Fox Assault only slightly older than the Crystal Archive, maybe by about a year and a half. Next, one of my longtime commissions from Dracontier was... I apologize if I'm mispronouncing names. I'm horrible with names. But I, I talked... Uh, to Cynthia Corner or Drac Contier about making a old-fashioned portrait-style painting of Crystal, which she was finally able to finish, and we posted online. Uh, looks great. Now, 2019 has been an absolute huge year for our Crystal cosplay, and our first one appeared as Mulita, who worked a long time on creating her Crystal human-shaped crystal cosplay. It's uh, more of a bodysuit that has been painted rather than painting on her own body, but she did make her staff, the armor, custom clothes, a tail, and a wig with ears, sandals, all that jazz. Very nice. Uh, she revealed it publicly on her Instagram, and I, uh, let's see, I think I talked to her about it. Um, later on yeah I talked I talked to her uh, yeah I talked to her and got her permission to post about it and finally got around to it and there will be more about her cosplay later on in the year next I finally released the first piece of information first piece of content for starfox.org which was the re-release of my previously released Star Fox Adventures OST the original soundtrack this is the most complete soundtrack on the internet for Star Fox Adventures, made by me originally when I was still working with Star Fox Online. This is the same soundtrack, the same files as the one published to Star Fox Online, but Star Fox Online hasn't had it published for a while. They, they did some kind of update to their site, and it's no longer there, so I just took it and posted it myself. But anyway, it's the most complete soundtrack. I went through the entire game listening to every single song I heard and where I heard it and compared that and contrasted it with the sound test mode so I could know exactly which songs were actually in the game and which ones were unused in the game. And also, of course, some songs and sounds from decoding the audio from the game way back when, when the Crystal Archive just started. There's still potentially some more files to be had by actually using a tool written by uh, Hugo Peters, uh, who, which will allow me to get even more, fi more files and more audio clips from the game's source data. I just haven't had time to do that yet because the tool will just crash the emulator if you play the wrong song. There's some kind of bug with it. Next, there was a quick little announcement I was watching, as I often do, one of the um, Apple presentations. Uh, I'm sorry, not not an Apple presentation. I do watch the Apple presentations, but this was actually a Google presentation about the new Stadia streaming games platform, which has since come out and has been 
not reviewed very well. But they did have Dylan Cuthbert, the creator of Star Fox, to introduce his game coming to that platform. He's planning on making a game that's going to take advantage of Stadia's unique hardware and software delivery. I don't know if he's actually announced what that game will be yet or if it's something he's still working on, but it's cool to see him making an appearance in such a big presentation. Now that brought us into mid-March of 2019, so moving on to the next things. The next thing I got to post about is my favorite internet holiday is, of course, April Fool's Day, April 1st. For this, I redesigned the entire site to resemble the something about Star Fox 64 funny animations by Terminal Montage. And I posted the recently posted something about Star Fox 64 video and made the entire site kind of vibrate to like Fox McCloud does because it's Melee Fox playing uh, Star Fox 64. I thought it was pretty funny. Next, we have our good friend over at Crystal Joins the Fight, a Crystal promotional group on Twitter, announces that they have a Crystal Super Smash Bros. art book project starting. The goal was to get a bunch of artists together to create unique art supporting Crystal as a playable character in Super Smash Bros., and then send that as a printed art book to Nintendo's headquarters and see what they say. Uh, That began on April 22nd, 2019, and we will have some updates on how that project went as we move along through the year. Next, Terminal Montage continued on with his Star Fox-related videos by releasing an extended version of his Vaporwave Dimension song, which features actually Crystal appearing in in the warp zone and appearing. He said something about how in the in the in the warp zone fox encounters thing people he's never he hasn't met yet and that would include crystal in this case so she appears and they hold hands for a moment before she departs back into the future and you could actually buy a shirt featuring the, his fox mccloud and crystal floating in space really cool next we had e3 2019 the big event as usual there was going to be a Nintendo Direct at the beginning, followed by hours and hours of content with their Treehouse Live event. Since I didn't make any posts about it, and I'll be honest, I can't remember everything that happened throughout the year, but I didn't make any posts about it so that I didn't feel that there was anything of any significance that was specifically Star Fox related or Crystal related, so that was the end of E3 as far as the Crystal Archive was concerned. Lots of interesting games, of course, things I really enjoyed, but... Nothing really focused on what we're focused on here. Next, uh, I had talked to some people previously about how they had found a crystal Easter egg in Serious Sam 3, which was created by one of the artists, I believe, working on the game. Well, it was I was revealed indirectly that there was at least one other game where he had a cameo with crystal in the game, And so I contacted the artist directly and found out that it was the Talus Principle, which has a a secret developer room that you can get into that has signposts for each developer and kind of some phrase they want to say. And this one was his phrase. It said, he got to live forever after all, took the frogs and the rocks and the trees and crystal and all the other persons with him too. And at the top, it has a picture of 
Crystal being cool, one of the oldest Crystal fan arts in the world as the icon that he was using at the time. I apologize for a lack of Crystal site, Crystal Archive site updates because I was sick and there were some other problems. I did announce that I was working on a Crystal fan art project, which was taking up a lot of my time, uh, and encouraged people to join the Crystal Archive Discord server where people were still talking and I was interacting in spite of not having time to update the site. Next, we had several updates from Undying Nephilim, who talked about his... He showed off his finished renderings of all the character animation, the the character portrait animations for Star Fox Event Horizon, as well as a battle that takes place on Planet Saria with dinosaurs and Crystal as one of the main players. Um, that was That is something that's been continuing on from him. Undying Nephilim has been working slowly on the game, not as a main priority, but not just canceling it outright. He's still working on it, albeit very slowly. Next, we got a nice little nod to Star Fox in a Marvel comic, where Miss Marvel teams up with another character, and they talk between themselves about Star Fox, which is a kind of a joke, because there is a Marvel, car- Marvel character named Star Fox, who's unrelated to the Star Fox we know, and that was kind of the butt of a joke in this comic. Okay, we've got our second cosplay post of the year. Robin Hoodie did a crystal cosplay at Acon 2018. I'd actually been aware of this cosplay in advance for quite some time, but I was unable to contact the original creator. I was finally able to contact them, and yes, we did get her and her boyfriend, who had actually dressed as Fox, get the pictures up there and permission to post them. It's kind of a crystal assault uh, bodysuit with a wig. Much more of a human-shaped crystal cosplay than than typical. Um, she did have a tail, however, but she didn't wear it in all the shots. Next, I posted about how Alpha Yes had started doing 3D prints of crystal using the trophy models from the two Super Smash Brothers games. Although it looks like he modified a couple of the models himself. One of them he might have used my model that I had released as a 3D printable file. Um, but either way, he was doing he did prints and they look good, but more importantly, he was the first one I knew of that actually was doing the painting. Very cool stuff. That brings us to August 13th, 2019. And from here, I believe the posts are going to start speeding up as far as daily posts. And so we're going to jump right into it with a new crystal model, J.C. Thornton's crystal model. He had made it back in April of 2019. This is a 3D artist who very frequently creates new models for his Patreon and then releases them publicly for people. And he also made this rig available for... SFM and Gmod, so you can already go ahead and use it in your animations and video games pretty easily. This is kind of a Crystal Assault model, more of a cartoonish look, but still very cool, uh, a mature model in my opinion. As is usual, uh, Shatten Katsuni 666 makes her MMD videos, and this one is no exception using JC Thornton's rig. She actually took the rig and converted it for use in MMD, Mika Mika Dance animations. 
Next, I finally got to post about Mulita's crystal cosplay that was actually taking place that day in Canada. She had released public shots of her cosplay before actually making a public appearance, so this represented the first time she appeared in person as Crystal at the, uh, let's see, what's the cost, what's the uh, thing, the Montreal Comic Con. And she made her appearance there and appeared in a couple people's videos, which I linked in the post. But I noticed something when I was looking through that footage, looking through that footage, and I noticed something sinister, something secret off in the distance. Yes, there was in fact a second crystal cosplayer there. She was actually in the background behind Mulita. So I made a funny little video called Crystal Cosplayception where I enhanced the footage to find a secret crystal in the background, which I, I found out later that day who it was, but I didn't have time to post about it yet, so I kept that a secret for the time being. In the meanwhile, I posted about Shatten Kitsune's short crystal animation, just a quick little video of Crystal in the Rain, and then we found out that the fan game Super Smash Flash 2, which we already knew Crystal was going to be a playable fighter in, in this case we found out that they were going to create a stage for Crystal, specifically the Krizoa Palace, which features a wind lift and two floating platforms inside the guts of the Krizoa Palace. Next I post about a really incredible work uh, for a a game-slash-creative tool called Dreams for the PlayStation 4. Dreams is kind of a tool that lets you make your own games and interactive animations using very simple tools that you can access entirely from your PlayStation 4. And it can be as complicated as you want it to be, it's just the amount of work you put in. Someone went to the trouble of actually making a crystal model with a usable staff and a fully interactive environment which allowed Crystal to jump and climb ledges and take damage and attack enemies and use her staff to to attack and I think shoot I'm not sure there's a couple of videos showing this third person action adventure demo thing unfortunately he has no plans to release it this was Captain Knight 808 who made it um, but it just shows what's possible okay so that brings us to one of the big announcements of the year Crystal Joins the Fight art book project finally got printed and prepared for Nintendo. This was on August 22nd, 2019. So I think they gave it like six months-ish, something like six months. And they managed to get 25 unique artworks, including a fantastic piece that involved um, an ultra-wide picture that was used for the cover and back cover simultaneously. It kind of wraps around. Lots of different pictures of Crystal's quote-unquote alternate outfits as a fighting character and he uh, uh, this was printed by Crystal Joins the Fight and sent to Nintendo and as we had discussed with each other he then sent me the files for me to organize and prepare for digital release so that all of you can take the files and print your own crystal art book if you so choose. Next um, I got to see some footage from the Nintendo press kit in the year 2000. This showed Dinosaur Planet footage. Now this is apparently old news to a lot of people especially those researching Dinosaur Planet but I had never seen it before. 
This was additional dinosaur planet footage that I had never posted about. So that was really cool. Stuff directly from the press kit. Next, I showed off some really impressive Star Fox Adventures mods for Minecraft. Someone actually took the trouble of recreating the entire Cloud Runner Fortress, including the boss area, with a working speeder track, speeder track implemented with minecarts underneath in the treasure room. Really impressive stuff. Wonderful work. This was all done by uh, Vig Splash Films. Next we saw an Adventures fan dub cutscene in Saurian. Someone actually took the time to record the lines of the Star Fox Adventure interaction between General Scales and Crystal, and they actually do it in the Saurian language. You don't often see people actually doing the Saurian voice in audio. It's usually something typed. So that's really cool. Next thing I post about is even cooler. It's the Crystal Car Hood decal by Sick, Sick Drift. This guy not only produced a new crystal fan art, but he produced it specifically to be emblazoned on his car hood, which was kind of an art project. That's kind of a thing that they do with these fancy racing cars is they, they do mod kits to create really cool paint jobs. A lot of people do anime characters or whatever. This person put a crystal on his carbon fiber hood, and it looks fantastic, especially with the little rain on the a little rain on the uh, the hood and make everything like really shiny. I got to reveal some information about some crystal mod experiments. Nightcast, a member of the Crystal Archive Discord server, had been slowly working on a mod to get crystals playable in Star Fox Adventures throughout the game, and he actually made some really good progress uh, getting Crystal to appear in various areas she was never supposed to be, in spite of the fact that the model wouldn't have been loaded there. Such techniques were known to be possible, but he really kind of pushed forward on these, the research to figuring out how to do it in a much more stable way. And there's going to be much more updates on that particular experiment later on. Next, I posted about how I found some pre-visualization pre footage from Starlink. There was some uh, one of the artists who worked on the 3D animation for the game at Ubisoft also helped do some of the motion capture for the various characters and also provided some of the uh, motion capture, not capture footage, but reference footage for some of the... Uh, the facial animations. And so it's really cool to see this guy who's acting out these parts and then beside him is Fox McCloud acting out the same parts because he was the one who's kind of based, it's based on. And some more links to his gallery which feature a lot of animations and renders from the game at various stages of completion. So if you want to see how the game was rendered and how the design occurred, you can see that there. By the way, something about Starlink I want to talk about, and I can't remember if it was in 2018 or 2019, but during one of my periods of not being able to update the site regularly, a lot of footage and information came out about the DLC for Starlink that allowed you to play as Peppy, Falco, and Slippy, as well as the additional missions and that racing mode that I talked about briefly earlier for Starlink. Unfortunately, 
it too much time passed for me to really post about it. And so it's something that exists and is very important in the Star Fox universe, but that's the reason why I never actually posted about it. It's not because I didn't want to. I literally ran out of time to post about it in a timely manner. And then by that time, it would have just been super duper old stuff and probably not worth it because everybody had already seen it. So there's no point. It's not like it's some hidden secret information. Everybody knew about it. So I didn't think there was a point about posting it. Now, I will post about it later when I actually do a kind of long-term projects for starfox.org. I will, of course, post all the information about all the games as much as I can. Okay, well, I mentioned that there was this secret hidden crystal cosplayer in the background with Mulita, and I was able to contact this person, Technicolor Cosplay, which was actually a crystal Kigurumi, Kigurumi, which is basically the same type of cosplay that's done by Ayano Haramaki. It features a hard mask, full body um, costume, and a wig to cover the back of the head. This person is much taller than Moonlita. In fact, Moonlita is apparently very short. Meanwhile, Technicolor cosplay is very, very tall, which makes all very, uh, for a very surreal and strange looking photograph when they actually met up at this Montreal Comic-Con convention and took photos together. Okay. So, so one's like super tall and an assault outfit and another is super short in an adventurer's outfit. And you can see them both together, see their relative heights and the differences between the two types of costumes. This is the first time I know of to see multiple crystal cosplayers in one space. Very cool. Next, I finally got to release the Crystal Joins the Fight art book. Uh, this featured a 110 megabyte download, as well as sig- sig- uh, complete instructions for how you can organize these photos together and create your own art book using, I think it was uh, Walgreens to do. They have an online printing system that lets you print a book in their local stores using their tools. The next thing is a very cool animation called Ace Pilot Crystal, or rather the start of it. You see, the person who created it, the Iron Gauntlet, had previously created that Crystal versus Wolf animation in 2017, and he announced that he was working on the next Crystal-related animation, and it was clearly going to feature Crystal in a piloting role, piloting an R-Wing. He released this the the music for the animation, as well as a preview image of Crystal piloting an R-Wing, and that's all we got about it for a little while. Next, I posted a quick review of Star Fox Adventures by Nitro Rad. I think he talked about the history going up into Star Fox Adventures as it came from Dinosaur Planets originally, about the pros and cons of the game, and a defense of the game relative to some of its detractors in the Star Fox fandom. Next, I posted about something I had heard about months and months before, but finally got around to posting it. It is the Starlink R-Wing Godwing mode. It turns out you can... T- attach up to four R-Wing wings to the Starlink R-Wing toy with it actually being recognized by the game. Of course, you can attach more than that, but apparently it won't actually recognize more than four. 
that won't stop people, I'm sure, from trying to attach more. I guess we'll see more about that in the future. Now we have a third Crystal Cosplay of the Year. Crystal Cosplay by Haikaru Cosplay. This is definitely also more of a human crystal. I think she made her jumpsuit, the assault jumpsuit herself. She had a more human-focused wig, but it did have uh, ears and tail. And very cool. She's uh, she she. I think she's talked about how this was kind of a dream come true. She's always loved the character Crystal, but never had the opportunity to um, make a costume of it. And she actually, I don't know what circle she was running in, but she thought that she was kind of the only person who really remembered Crystal and that no one would recognize the character. But she was thankfully very surprised, happily very surprised to find out that Crystal is well known. And of course, me talking to her and featuring her and finding out hopefully that there's a complete website devoted just to Crystal would lend some encouragement to her as well. On September 4th, there was a Nintendo Direct, and we didn't really expect to see any Star Fox news, but what do you know? We got some Star Fox news anyway. Star Fox, the original Star Fox for the Super Nintendo, was announced along with several other titles as downloadable content for the Nintendo Switch Online service. You can download and play Star Fox and Strunt, Stunt Race FX, one of the only other video games that use the Super FX chips for the Super NES, directly on your Nintendo Switch if you have the service, and you could play it that day on September 4th. In other news, we got Sakurai talking about Super Smash Bros., and he said, to our surprise, that he would continue working on more DLC fighters even after the fifth Fighter Pass character was released. From the sound of it, it looks like he's only going to be focusing on non-Nintendo famous characters from the video from various video game series. But, you know, there's always hope that Crystal could indeed be made a playable character. I guess we'll see. Next, we had another Fox McCloud-related video from Terminal Montage. This is Speedrunner Mario vs. Melee Fox, and it's absolutely filled to the brim with shenanigans with Fox McCloud wave dashing everywhere being all places at once so fast that mario can't even follow him but mario is actually working in multiple dimensions and so they create a black hole and it's just a huge dragon ball z style epic fight between mario and fox really cool check out that video if you haven't already next a totally unexpected mod somebody actually took the crystal 64 rig that i had commissioned and made it work with a Star Fo- with a Super Mario 64 mod. So with this this person was able to release a mod that lets you play Super Mario 64 with Fox, Falco, Crystal or Wolf. The Fox, Falco and Wolf models I think were from Smash Brothers, I'm not sure. But the Crystal one was definitely the Crystal 64 rig. Rig, very cool. Speaking of mods, somebody named Ray Tuki who specializes in making Second Life custom avatars, modified some existing avatar parts together and added some new textures and created a brand new Crystal Second Life avatar. It wasn't going to be available for anyone, but it does represent one of the most unique 
um, outfits I've ever seen Crystal in. She gave her a staff, gave her an interesting um, pair of shorts and top, and though her body shape is quite a bit different from those in the games, she's still very recognizable as Crystal. Very cute, too. Next, I started posting some videos by, and this is really his YouTube name, BVQRZXI5, who specializes in a lot of game analysis and action replay code hacking. He had been for years, actually, working with Star Fox Adventures, and I had known this previously and intended to post about, had made several videos where Crystal was playable in different areas using various tool-assisted stuff. And the first video we have here is Crystal facing down Boss Drakar in the final one of the final bosses of Star Fox Adventures. The cutscene looks kind of weird because Crystal was never intended to be there, but she is there, so we got to post that. Next, I posted a, about a Crystal plush, which someone on Etsy, Sincere Masterpieces, was creating. They're all custom, made-to-order, 12-inch tall, wire-supported plushies. But you should be able to buy them even today. You just got to special order them. Uh, the next is that I started posting some of the older stuff. So, And this is going to be a running theme. I'm trying to... I have just huge lists of posts, content I can make. And it's just a matter of taking the time to fully research them and actually make the posts. So this is... Pavlava and Skitties Super Smash Bros. Brawl Crystal Mod. This is a mod to turn, I think it's, yeah, Zero Suit Samus into Crystal using some of the models from her trophy appearance. No, she didn't appear as a, did she appear? Yeah, she appeared as a trophy. So using her head, some texture hacks, and then putting her over the body of Zero Suit Samus. And there are several mods like that. I'll be posting more about those later. Next, we got even more footage of Super Smash Brothers, Super Smash Flash 2, Crystal in Beta. So Crystal's ca playable character in Super Smash Flash 2 has come a long way, and she's a much more complete character with a completely redesigned uh, pixel art now, and she shoots a rifle for her long-distance shot, and she plays very differently than a lot of characters. We got to see that her fighting style is one where it, inv it involves her moving quickly and being in and out of range very fast while attacking at the same time. People actually really like her character. Next, I posted another video by BVQRZXI5. Uh, you know what? From now on, I'm going to call him... Bever, I think. I think I'll call him Bever to make it easier. But Bever on YouTube posted an unused Star Fox Adventure cutscene. It turns out that the introductory cutscene that is slightly different from Dinosaur Planet, where Crystal meets General Scales. In Dinosaur Planet, when Crystal meets General Scales, General Scales is utterly preventing her from doing anything, just like in Adventures. However, instead of dragging her across the galleon's floor and throwing her overboard, he instead kind of throws her down on the ground, and as he's reaching up, presumably to like attack her again, uh, he's struck by lightning, and then he falls overboard. Well, this scene gets animated 
in Star Fox Adventures because apparently the cutscene data was still there. And using this code, he was able to cause that animation to run in the game. Really, really interesting stuff. Probably need to try and do it myself and record it in high resolution. We're now at September 18, 2019. Now, there was an MMD that I called Star Fox Command, the Interpreted Dance. It was kind of a... It was a dance that involved Fox, Falco, and Wolf dancing together with Crystal. Uh, but looks like that video has been taken down, so that's a shame. The next one, we got Bever's video of Shark Claw Adventures, where he replaced Fox McCloud in several important cutscenes with the Shark Claw disguise, including the last one, where the Shark Claw is being very nervous and looking at Crystal while she's looking at him all lovey-dovey because she saved, he saved her from, from Andros. Uh, it made a lot of people uncomfortable. Next, I posted about this really cool uh, indie game called EX Zodiac. It's a game in development. It's very low-poly style uh, game modeled after the original Star Fox using low-poly uh, 3D models and sprite-based um, particle effects. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to play a lot like the original Star Fox, but much nicer and probably at a lot, lot higher resolution. And it's going to have really interesting uh, boss enemies, too, from the looks of it. Very cool. I can't wait to try it out myself, but right now it's kind of in beta or alpha, I guess, at this point. Next, I had some general cosplay updates. So, in this single update, we talked about how Ayano has managed to get herself a new... Zero Suit Samus bodysuit looks fantastic. It's kind of designed, it looks like it's designed to have the specular highlights of the suit, kind of an anime style, already printed into the suit. So she looks much more shiny, even though, even if there's not a light actually shining on her. Then I got some more photos from Haikaru Cosplay, who's continuing to reprise her role as a human style crystal. She just posted a few pictures on her Twitter. Lastly, Technicolor Cosplay showed off a photo in which the mask was slightly improved with better ears and more support behind those ears. There was going to be some more pictures soon, but as part of this photo, we get to see what the costume looks like when it's not being worn by anyone. Next, we have our uh, another video from Bever, which shows just a general overview of Crystal being playable in various areas using these uh, using these codes, uh, these action replay codes. He posted the entire list of codes he had been using for all these videos and showed a much higher resolution video showing how you could use it. And he would continue to post more videos later, which I'll be talking about more. Next, I found out through a reddit post that there was actually a Star Fox Adventures press kit promo thing. I don't really know. I don't I never heard about it at the time, but in but apparently this was probably something that was given out to the press at E3 or something. And it contains the game's basic plot, some descriptions of Crystal, and an additional confirmation that yes, Crystal's home planet was destroyed, including her family. So there's no hope of like Long lost siblings or parents or whatever. They're all dead. 
or doomed or whatever you want to call it. But anyway, I posted pictures of that, and I hope to scan the entire thing soon so that I can post on starfox.org, because this is an important historical artifact for the game. Next, we've got another video from Vever, Crystal vs. King Redeye, which is actually a remake of one of his previous videos where he had done this, but he had since taken it down. He now did these two cutscenes where Crystal fights the King Redeye. Next, I posted a really quick video of somebody taking Warfare Machine's uh, crystal rig, which is something I had commissioned and had modded it, or had used it in the Gary's mod, and just had Crystal exploring a map, walking around, holding a shotgun. Just kind of a fun little video. Next, we have another video from Bavare, who shows Crystal playing as Fox in The Great Fox, talking to General Pepper to accept the new mission. You can see in these cutscenes, by the way, that Crystal's eyes are all over the place and she's slightly too large. In fact, she's slightly taller than Fox in the game and somehow that translates into her being in the wrong place significantly for the camera. Uh, so her eyes go weird places. She's sitting in the chair, but she's actually hovering above it. And she's so tall that she, her head kind of sticks out of the frame of animation. Uh, hopefully that's something that we can fix as they continue to work on the mods, but we'll see. I had a quick post about the posts and how there's some stuff going on in, uh, behind the scenes, but uh, I had been kind of busy, so I was probably talking about a lack of updates for a little while. It brings me to September 29th, 2019. Next, well, the next day, we have Crystal versus Knuckles in Soul Calibur 4. Who would win? Probably Knuckles, but we'll see. Check out the video if you haven't already. Next, we have a video by Bavare, Crystal in the meteorite cutscene in Star Fox Adventures. Just a quick cutscene. And then we had a video called The Making of Star Fox by Splashwave. This is a very cool long-form history of the development process of Star Fox, talking about all the people involved and where they got their inspiration. And it also comes along with these really cool custom 3D animations to go along with the footage. Very nice. And we got a video again from Bavare. Thank you very much to him, by the way. He's super cool to recreate some of these videos. He shows Crystal confronting, confronting General Scales in the Cloud Runner Fortress doing the mine boss race, the boss race, where you race two sharp claws, try and catch the, uh, the um, what's it called? Spellstone from them. That's the boss fight in this level. All right, and we're moving right along. We've got a, I guess, let's see, one, two, four. This is our fourth Crystal Cosplay for 2019. Good gravy. Of course, this was actually shown off in 2018, but I didn't get around to posting it. This is the Crystal Cosplay by Ila Ele Melizzi. Melizzi? I can't pronounce your name. I think it's in Spain. This is another Kig Kigurumi mask-based cosplay with an assault jumpsuit and a staff. Uh, the eyes and the mask are kind of weird because they're designed in such a way that you can actually see through the eyes rather than using little slits, which is how Ayano's works. So as a result, the eyes look kind of weird and the proportions are a little off, but otherwise it's a great costume. Uh, the tail and the staff are great. And this person, whoever they are, 
did a bunch of foot. Oh, yes, actually. I can reveal this because this person did reveal himself as a guy. So this is a dude cosplaying Crystal because uh, he revealed himself in various other videos about his uh, his hobby. He's made many different cos cosplays, and this is his Crystal one. And he, he showed up at this different, uh, this Madrid Games Week, I think in Spain. And it's really cool because he actually got to go to the Nintendo booth, bought a copy of Starlink from Ubisoft's uh, booth, and uh, interacted with a bunch of people as Crystal. I wish I could have found out what Nintendo and Ubisoft thought about this cosplay there. I'm sure they were seeing cosplays every day, uh, all day the, at those conventions but it crystal cosplayers are relative rarity so the mask was made with paper paper craft techniques so you could do you could do this yourself with a little skill and a lot of elbow grease i i posted a bunch of photos and videos where he did he showed the progress of making the various things he actually worked on a gatling gun as well but i don't think that was ever finished next we have another video by bevere you see what i'm doing here i'm i'm actually spreading them out i got a bunch of videos from him and instead of posting them all at once, I kind of interspaced them one with with other news stories in between so that you wouldn't get too bored. So Bavere posted the cutscene where Crystal fights against General Scales and General Scales is defeated. Something that's very difficult to do, even if you did the thing I've already done, which is replace Crystal, Fox with Crystal in that cutscene. Because Crystal doesn't naturally have her staff, you can't actually trigger this cutscene without doing these kinds of hacks in real time on the game, at least for now. There may be some mods that can help with that in the future. Next, I post about Arrow, another Star Fox alternative game, except this one you can actually buy, unlike EX Zodiac, which isn't out yet. Arrow is kind of like a combination between, oh, what did I say? It's like a combination between uh, a beat-based game and a Star Fox game. You're flying through these corridors and these space events, but you also have to push buttons and attack enemies to the beat. And I think this was the last video for Bavere, but it was his tool-assisted run of Star Fox Adventures. Now, he managed to beat the game using perfect techniques and tool-assisted techniques to beat the entire game in eight in four hours, eight minutes, and one second which only beats the real official world world record that's not tool-assisted by a handful of minutes. That record is actually 4 hours, 22 minutes, and 36 seconds by Celestial Derp. Still, the 4 hours, 8 minutes represents kind of the lowest possible time until they maybe discover some new techniques. But he's already doing crazy stuff like getting outside the bounds of the world just to save some time. Next, we have an MMV by Renalover. This is one where Crystal and Renamon dance together. Although it's a, it's a low-quality video, but the dancing is very well choreographed. As before, people have finally started been uh, updating the models resource, which with some Star Fox Adventures and Smash Brothers assets, and this is no exception, we have new posts related to Crystal. This includes the ability to download the models of the Crystal Assist Trophy from Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, the Crystal Assist Trophy sound effects, the Crystal's Prison, the Crystal's Crystal Prison, that, that crystal object that Crystal got trapped in, 
There's no way for me to enunciate the K and the C differently, sorry. But anyway, from Adventures, you can download that model. You can also get the staff from the kiosk version of Adventures, the Star Fox cameo radio textures from Super Smash Bros. Wii U, the Crystal Spirit uh, sticker kind of thing from Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, the, all three of the stickers from Super Smash Bros. Brawl, and the R-Wing from Starlink. Lots of different Crystal and Star Fox related things that weren't available before. So we're now in the October 14th area, and there's another tall, large Crystal plushie. Trash Kitten made a huge Crystal plushie, uh, over three feet tall, uh, and you can... And it's not it's not for sale, but she's willing to commission a new one, just like the other one. You can commission her to make another one. And uh, she also made a video of working on the project, so that's available in the post. Next, we talk about a video by Upres, where Fanbyte actually upresed a or recreated a a level from Venom the Venom 2 stage of Star Fox Super NES, and analyzing what he thinks the intended design was for this level and showing it in high-resolution model textures. Models and textures, excuse me. Next, we have someone else who actually implemented and remodeled the test of observation level in Unreal. So this is a much, much higher resolution and quality model scene than you can get in the game on GameCube and it features some nice particle effects and lighting so check that out that would be really cool to use with some of these new crystal models have crystal interacting in these levels I don't think he uh, I don't think he released it publicly though next I posted about a Star Fox X Star Fox or Hunter X Hunter parody credits animation which features crystal a couple times but those, some of these animators in Japan like to take the anime intros or outros and reanimate them with their favorite characters. Been doing it for years. On October 21st, I announced that I was sick, unfortunately, and it was going to take some time away. But I was working on the Saurian translator, although that didn't really pan out. I was still looking forward to that, uh, to working on that, wanting to finish it by Christmas, which did not happen. Next, we have another Star Fox alternative game you can try called Strike Vector EX. This is a game that was released on PlayStation 4 and Steam, which allows you to pilot these fighter-slash-floating weapons platforms. They're kind of like a mech. when you, you can fly them like a mech, but you can also fly them like an R-Wing. And they solved the one of the difficult space-related problems, where flying in space is actually pretty boring because there's not really much stuff there. They solve this by having their levels situated in these massive structure areas like a floating port where ships might dock or a floating construction site, let's say, where there's just there's there's pylons and and can and canvases and and buildings floating everywhere. So it gives you stuff to dodge around and stuff like that. It makes it much more interesting. Next, I posted another thing that I've been meaning to post about probably for like a year, but uh, there was a artist who I cannot pronounce their name because I don't know actually how it's pronounced. It is Japanese, but uh, this person released a custom Mugen, the 2D fighting game, character. 
that was Crystal. And this person made custom animations for Crystal that are very dynamic, showing Crystal to have very smooth movements, attacking her with her staff primarily, uh, and a bunch of animations to go with it, and a couple of videos of her fighting. It's based on the Japanese Kung Fu Man and was missing some AI, so you can only really play it yourself. I'm since told that there have been some updates that do give her an AI and some updated moves, but I haven't posted about that yet. Next we had a quick crystal speed paint by Dinbunkuru uh, on Twitter. And it's just a quick crystal drawing. And then I talked about my crystal fan art project. I had been going through the crystal fan arts on DeviantArt and finding all the crystal fan arts I could possibly find with the purposes of recreating the fan art section. This was a long endeavor that was taking me a huge amount of time and I wanted to actually give you an update say what I was doing. I hadn't previously really mentioned much about this but I was talking about it at the time on the Discord server. And uh, one of the things that was interesting to me is, hey, if I'm looking at all the crystal fan art and DeviantArt on DeviantArt, all the crystal fan art on DeviantArt anyway, and DeviantArt itself launched in the year 2000, predating the release of Star Fox Adventures, we had a fairly good chance of seeing some of the very oldest crystal fan art in existence. And I decided to look for it. What I found was the oldest still existing crystal fan art that was on DeviantArt is actually not a fan art at all, but is in fact from October 27th, 2002, just five days after Star Fox Adventures was released, somebody made a banner, which from the looks of things was made primarily up of some promo images and some released pro uh, beta footage and trailer footage from the game rather than their own captures. Still, it shows Crystal in... Uh, this is a banner, by the way, for like forums. You would post put this in your signature for forums back when people used forums. Now we use Discord, so there's no signatures anymore. But you would stick this in your signature to show that you are a Crystal fan. That's technically the first Crystal-related thing actually on Discord, or on D DeviantArt, and it was by K-Dragon, which I posted there. But the oldest actual fan art that I can determine is called SD Fox and Crystal by No Kitty, who I believe is a Japanese artist. And that was posted on November 7th, 20, uh, 2002, just 11 days after Star Fox Adventures was released. The, the first exclusive Crystal, the first Crystal exclusive fan art I was able to find was actually, it's called Crystal from STFADP or Star Fox Adventures Dinosaur Planet by Pika Bunny, which was a, a, uh, a pencil sketch. And that was released one day later than the, uh, the one by No Kitty. Okay, I'm starting to lose my voice here. I don't know if you can tell. So the next thing was we got a new Star Fox remix song called Crosswind by B. Lays. It was on OC Remix. Check that out. That brings us to October 29th, 2019, where I have yet another Crystal-related, or Star Fox-related song. This is by Carlos, Carlos, Alza, Carlos Alzar, 64. 
He redid the Crystal and Fox theme using Super NES uh, sound files, sound instruments, I believe. Uh, so lo-fi instruments. Check that out. And then the thing we've been talking about a while ago, Ace Pilot Crystal Animation by the Iron Gauntlet was actually released. And it's got some actual hand-drawn animation. It's got 3D animation. It's got voice acting of Crystal. And it's a funny, it's a it's an action-packed episode that ends on a funny note. So watch that animation if you haven't already. And uh, we talked about how that there was a Super Smash Flash 2 Krizoa Palace stage. Well, we are getting a Krizoa Shrine mod for Smash Brothers 64. This is a thing modeled after one of the Crystal Shrine or the Krizoa Shrines. It has two floating platforms, but this time on the outside, and then a central fighting area that looks like from the game. We got another update from Undying Nephilim on Star Fox Event Horizon. This was showing off the first level of the game. And he also updated some of the text system for the game to make the game the game text much more readable in dialogues. And we've got some delays. I had to go out to California for a business trip. So I was going to be delayed on a lot of my posts. Sorry about that. That was November 3rd. Bring us to November 11th, where I said, hey, we've had a lot more progress on getting Crystal to be playable in Super in Star Fox Adventures. And this was done over the course of several months. Two things happened. First, another person who goes by Rena started talking independently about figuring out how to make Crystal playable. And I invited him to join us on our server and create a custom area for them to explore and research together. And then a third person who is called Stichenine created a forum post where he decided to independently research it. And in the process, they found two or three different methods of getting Crystal playable, be it switching switching out Crystal's playable character as for or Fox's playable character for the playable crystal, switching out Fox's model only to Crystal's model, and then some combinations of those techniques. In the end, they were able to get to a point where Crystal can actually run around, use the staff, which was very difficult to achieve, and still be interactive. And it actually makes some of the cutscenes work correctly. But there's still a long way to go. There's a lot of bugs, and you can see some of those in funny videos that I would also post later. But the textures are working too. That's another thing. They were able to get the models in for some cases, but not the textures. But that's partially solved now. Next, Nikki Tins showed us some more progress on the crystal fursuit mask, which is being 3D printed. Next, Shatten Kitsune 666 showed us an MMD showing a modified dinosaur planet crystal dancing around. It looks like she modified the warfare machine rig to work as a dinosaur planet crystal. Next, now we got some of the funniest news this year. November 14th, Star Fox Food and Liquor Convenience Store is located in Champaign, Illinois. This, of course, as you know, is a front organization for the Lilat-based mercenary group. So I encourage anyone who is able to get to that address, which I provided, to take a photo. Now, this is something I'd forgotten to post about, from the previous post 
about the updates to the Crystal mod, but someone actually showed a some footage of using Crystal with her staff, and it's actually really good. Post on Vimeo, you can check out the footage on November 15th, 2019. And then I had another break. I had another lack of updates because it was Thanksgiving time and I was really busy with family stuff. Which brings us to November 26th, and hey, Crystal joins the fight. Finally got a response from Nintendo about that Crystal art book they sent. And Nintendo was very enthusiastic about it, said they'd keep the book and would be passing it around the office to show people and letting everybody know that there are Crystal fans out there and they're looking for another character to be playable in Super Smash Bros. Next, we got even more mods for Super Mario 64. You can play as Melee Fox and Falco. I think, uh, what was it? They've got Oh, they've got the reflector shine to attack enemies. That's really cool. And it's got the correct sound effects. So you can literally play... Melee Fox versus Speedrunner Mario in Mario 64. That's awesome. Technicolor Cosplay started posting some photos of their attempt to work on a crystal staff. And this is the first crystal staff I've ever seen that has a light-up staff shaft, which is something I was hoping to do. Very, very awesome photos if you can check them out. And that brings us to Thanksgiving where I announced that Hey, it looks like Best Buy is doing some kind of special deal on Starlink where you can actually get the game for $10 each instead of $60 or $70 or whatever it was. And this is the actual starter kit with a playable physical R-Wing and the Fox McCloud thing. So it's a super deal. On December 4th, Nintendo posted a video where they announced that on December 12th, they would be releasing new games for the Nintendo Switch Online service. One of those games would be Star Fox 2, which marks the second time anyone would be able to legally play the game after the Super NES Mini. Now we just have to get a re-release of Star Fox Adventures and Star Fox Assault. Then we've got even more Crystal Mod work. We got some more. Uh, we got a more st- a completely stable Gecko code. Well, I say completely stable. You can actually use it consistently without doing any kind of special hacking. All you have to do is use this gecko code and you too can swap Fox for Crystal in the game. And also some people were experimenting with replacing items with Crystal. And so we have a whole army of Crystals running around. It is at this point that it's actually at 1.30 in the morning and I really can't continue with my voice anymore. So I'm going to pause and continue this another time, probably tomorrow. It was at that point that I decided to stop recording because it was 1.30 in the morning and I was starting to lose my voice. But now here it is the next day and I'm continuing where I left off. So, the next bit of news was that someone decided for a contest entry to implement their own R-Wing custom fighter in the Kerbal Space Program. This is a spaceship uh, launch and space exploration simulator uh, but you can, with enough effort, create your own vehicles. This R-Wing was capable of VTOL shooting missiles and could change its configuration, such as opening and closing the wings. Next, we had another custom thing. This was Soul Calibur VI Custom Fighter by Fierich93. It's This person on their YouTube video showed how to use the existing character creative tools and clothing to create a crystal-like costume. 
NJ Fox decided to finally release the final version of Star Fox Adventures Zero Crystal Story. This is kind of a semi-sequel to his previous work, Star Fox Adventures 2, which focuses on Crystal. And he was taking the effort to learn the Unity game engine and implement his own third-person action-adventure game with Crystal as the main character. It's very much a first attempt kind of quality as far as a game development. He's still learning. But it is pretty remarkable how fast he's been making progress on this thing having absolutely no training other than what he's managed to teach himself. He's provided a download link for these for the demo, and you can play it, and he's decided to kind of put that aside for now, now that he's released the demo, to move on to other projects for the time being. And that brings us to December 20th, where Hugo Peters showed off some new footage where he was able to load some test maps from the Star Fox Adventures kiosk version, this showed off several areas that we hadn't seen, mostly a large test area that had different size hills and types of terrain that we would give a good demonstration of how Fox would move throughout the environments. And also, it had a couple of unused assets, which one of them appeared to have been some kind of rope-based gondola system where you could get on a platform and it would go along a rope in the world, although it didn't seem to be actually active in this demo. Next, uh, one of the things that was announced at one of Nintendo's Indie World presentations was that the Talus Principle Deluxe Edition would be coming to the Nintendo Switch and is currently available, and I once again post about the fact that there should be an Easter egg in this game. No confirmation if that specific crystal Easter egg is in the Switch version, or if the developer island even exists at all in this in this game. But uh, I, I look forward to anyone who has the game on Switch to give it a try and see if they can find Crystal on the Switch in yet, an yet another game. We had a post from YouTube user She Says, who does the Boundary Break series. This is a series where he takes control of the camera, moves it outside of the bounds of the normal world of various games for the N64 or GameCube or whatever to try and discover unused textures and other hidden assets or models or game design elements. And in this case, he did Star Fox 64, which showed that the, the game, Star Fox 64, was built with remarkably few polygons, even fewer than I expected, with very aggressive uh, frustum culling, it's called, where you don't see, it doesn't even render some of the polygons that you can't actually see on screen. They're not even rendered, but it's an even more aggressive form than I realized. And a lot of effects occur simply as textures rather than geometry, which is something I didn't expect. And then it was December 25th. Merry Christmas, everyone. On December 26th, we moved on to something completely random. Someone, I believe it was a Russian YouTuber who goes by Shiponda, posted an ASMR video. Now, ASMR, for those who aren't aware, is a special kind of auditory method. You, certain certain low-frequency sounds, natural sounds, sounds of scratching and interference with the microphone, combined with often a person whispering things in certain tones rather than speaking normally, creates a certain tingling effect in some people along the back of their neck or along their forehead. Uh, a lot of people like that sensation or they just find it kind of strange. 
It doesn't affect me at all, but either way, Nintendo had recently done an ASMR unboxing of their um, Nintendo Labo box. And so I thought, you know what, if Nintendo's doing it, I can make a post about this Crystal ASMR where a Russian YouTuber made Crystal doing an MSMR, ASMR, excuse me. It's it's late at night again, I'm sorry. Um, one take, one take. Okay, so Crystal's doing this, this path, the, the path of fate Crystal model is moving around, scratching things and making strange ASMR noises in the microphone and then whispers, this ASMR is especially for you in Russian. Very strange. Next, uh, this is a continuation of the fact that we found out that they were going to have special low-cost discount versions of Starlink, the starter pack for Star Fox for the Nintendo Switch, available at, at Best Buy for the low, low price of $10. Uh, Arlo, this is a puppet-based YouTuber, decided to buy what appears to have been 19 to 23 copies of the game and then proceeded to make a video wondering what exactly he was going to do with all of them. I later found out that those same things, now that the um, Christmas and Black Friday sales are done, that the, the $10 deal is actually now $6. Uh, you could actually get a $6 copy of the Star of Starlink with the whole R-Wing starter pack, which to me, I think is less than the cost of manufacture. So these are really insane prices. Next, and this is kind of an older story, but I had missed it until just now. I found out that Moonlita on December 31st, 2019, had actually created a tutorial showing off how she created her costume. So you can go through that, see the pictures along the way and some of her descriptions about how she did it. Which brings us to January 1st, 2020, where I posted an unlisted version, uh, an unlisted MMD video by Shatin Kitsune, 666, with her permission. She has since joined the Discord server, so we've had a little more conversation than usual with her recently. Anyway, it's just a demo of Crystal dancing to the song Diamond Sky. That brings us to my actual January 1st, 2020 post, which was... Happy New Year, everybody. We're in the year 2020 now. It seems crazy that we're already in the 20s, the roaring 20s once again. I'm kind of excited for this new decade, this new decade to start. Um, thinking back at the beginning of the last decade in 2010, I hadn't yet, I had not yet finished my master's degree. I was finishing up my master's degree. I was still living in Washington State. Since then, I got my master's degree, I joined the video game industry, or, well, I had a, I had a hard time finding a job, actually, because it, it was 2010 and the depression was hitting pretty hard. I couldn't find a job for a while, so I had to move back home temporarily, and I took the first job I could get, which was working as a software engineer at a college, kind of as a temporary thing until they could employ me to work as a teacher of game design, although that never actually went through. Instead, I managed to get a job uh, through one of my friends out in California working for a small Facebook-based game company back when Flash games were the big deal in, in, on Facebook. Oh, how times have changed. Around that time, we got bought by EA, and I became an EA employee, which was both good and bad for various reasons. 
We quickly pivoted to making, making mobile games before certain things happened that I won't get into here and caused me to leave the game industry to work as a web developer for someone I had already known previously through unrelated things unrelated to work. And I'm still working for that company now. It's a great relationship. And because it's a work from home job, I was able to live wherever I wanted. And so six months later, I moved back towards the south of America, which leads me to where I live now in the Austin, Texas area, where I've continued to work that work from home job. It's a dream job, trying to find uh, uh, my place here. It's, it's kind of weird working from home in case you, this is really a huge tangent, but working from home is great for in a lot of cases, but it's also kind of lonely and it's all you can do sometimes to force yourself to actually get out of the house because I have no reason to leave my house most of the time. I've got my food here. I've got my um, work and I've got my stuff to do with the site stuff that I, that I count as my hobby also occurs on the computer over the internet. So I really have to go out of my way to get out of the house sometimes. Although I do make manage to get out at least two or three times a week. Anyway, all that to say, I've had huge, probably the most number of single changes in my life in this last decade. Uh, 2020 is probably going to have even more big changes for me in my personal life. And I most certainly hope that the Crystal Archive will have even more big changes. You may not remember, but... In 2012, on my birthday no less, the Crystal Archive was hacked for the first and last time, not by anyone specifically. This was kind of a, this was kind of a, an automated attack on all blogs that used the software I was using, and mine was vulnerable, and I got attacked, and it resulted in the destruction of the site temporarily. I still have all the files, but because of circumstances of reconstructing it, I never did fully recover it. Uh, although I can do it, I can get it all back. It's just a matter of how long it will take. Yet another thing I need to do. It's been eight years since that happened, and I still haven't gotten all the data, the details and data back on the site. So that's going to be another big project for me in the coming year, I hope. Which brings us to my taking about a week before I made my next post because I was super busy with travel related to Christmas and coming back to the Austin area from home, where my family is, where my my uh, siblings and my parents are, and all that stuff. So it, it kept me very busy, too busy to actually update the site. Apologize for that. But I did manage to get the January 8th post for the Crystal Archive 14th anniversary, which was, of course, yesterday, as I record this now. That is what happened since the last podcast. There was a tremendous amount of posts this year. I did really try, at least for major sections of the year, to do that one post a day like I had been planning to. And I certainly have enough content, at least for a while. I think I have something like 10 to 12 posts I can make right now if I had the time. The plan, as usual, is simply to make the posts in advance as I can and then release them day by day in a very steady stream and only making custom that day posts when there's some really big, important news from that day. Even then, I have trouble keeping up with it sometimes. I need a better schedule. That's just a personal failing on my part. I'm trying to do better. So, with that all out of the way, 
Let's move on to the next section, which is something I did last year. You see, last year I talked about the stuff I had planned from the previous year and what I got to. And I also talked about what I hope to achieve in 2019. Well, now that we're in 2020, I would like to go through the list of things I listed in the last podcast and see how we did as far as me keeping my promises about what I'd like to work on. So let's go down the list, shall we? First up, I wanted to launch StarFoxOnline.org. And yes, the website did officially launch. I did publicly announce it. However, I didn't really do much in the way of new content. I haven't gotten the code in a, in a situation where I can quickly and easily make pages the way I want to because I don't want to run the, that website as a WordPress site the way the Crystal Archive is. Indeed, I want to try and move the Crystal Archive away from uh, WordPress, but that's another story for another time. Either way, the only thing as far as content goes that I was able to release this year was the Star Fox Adventures OST, which is something I got from my time working with Star Fox Online. I already talked about that in the previous post, so that was one good thing that was released. I've got other things to release. It's just a matter of time to go through and prepare them for posting and also get the site set up. All right, the next one was I wanted to make real progress on creating the Crystal Staff Prop. Now, this is my attempt to, as closely as possible, recreate Crystal Staff from the game, or more specifically from the promotional renders, creating a very high-quality prop with moving parts, lights, possibly sound, and if I can achieve it, the um, the smoke effects, kind of like with the ice blast. Now, I actually did work on this this year. I actually got all the way through modeling a head, and I custom printed the existing staff head from Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, that model. Uh, which did print very well, but it's going to need a lot of work, and I started using that as a basis for building my own. And since then, I've decided to start over again because I've found even better opportunities to do that, uh, to, to achieve an even better result. The real trick has been trying to figure out a mechanism to get the thing to open and close realistically, like in the game, without violating physics, because it turns out the staff is actually opening wider than it really physically should be able to. I'm still trying to figure out a good way to do that with a bunch of springs and inter interleaving tubes and other ideas. I'm still working through that. I'm also looking into some special materials to light up the staff. You know, it would be super cool if I could get the staff to light up, the actual shaft of the staff to light up, without taking the center of the staff to do the lighting effect. If I could put the batteries and some of the wiring in the staff in the staff shaft itself and then light outwardly away from that, I would have much more room for power, which is going to be already very difficult to cram into the the head and tip of the staff. That'll be something I'll look into. In fact, Tomorrow, hopefully, or sometime in the next few days, I'm going to try and go through a local plastic shop here in town and see if I can get some certain light transmitting materials uh, as plastics and see if they can achieve what I'm trying to achieve there. Still an active or order active area of research on my part, but I am very slowly working on it. The next thing was to edit and release the 2017 Iono footage. 
from Furry Fiesta 2017. No, I haven't even looked at it. Now, we did release the footage from Lilat Mobius Adventurer, which is kind of the same stuff, just not from my perspective, not as high quality in terms of the um, the motion stabilization and stuff like that, as well as additional shots that he didn't get. However, I did talk to Ayano um, and since then, and she suggested that she really would like it best if not just me, but everybody who records footage of her would focus on releasing only the highlight of it. She doesn't really like the whole behind the scenes footage of seeing everything that happened. She wants to just see the highlights because I think she, what she said was she felt like she couldn't relax and interact naturally with the crowd because she was never sure where the cameras were going to be. So in the future, if there's ever an opportunity to record Ayano again, I will be taking a much more hands-off approach further back giving her plenty of time to interact with with the uh, the con goers without them being recorded and give her her space, which I kind of figured out what was going on with that. So we, we tried to back off a little bit in 2017, but even still, I think we could back off a little more. Um, and hopefully, whenever she's ready to show off her costume again, she'll have some new things to show. Maybe that new Zero Suit Samus suit or something else like that. Maybe a new prop. Maybe I'll make her a staff. That would be cool. Um, so, oh, one more thing. And I, I don't remember, because I'm recording this the next day, I don't remember if I talked about this previously when I was talking about the staff. But several people have talked to me about, when they found out I'm working on this game-accurate staff, they've asked, hey, make me one. I don't care how much it costs. Make me one. And I think that's something I'd like to do. If I'm able to produce a staff, a working staff like I'm thinking of, I would like to produce more than one so that I could maybe give one to Yano or provide them to other people who are interested as fans for a price. But I want to warn you now that the amount of work and effort and, and fine detail that's going to, going to be involved with this kind of prop is going to make it extremely expensive. Um, I'm going to give a very rough estimate now and say that you should expect to pay at least $500 for it. And it'll probably be a lot more than that. I just have no idea beyond some really, really rough back of the envelope kind of in my head, in my head kind of calculations. So temper your expectations on that. Anyway, moving on. The next thing was to release the Project Cursed soundtrack and trailer and other assets. Now I have gathered them all together and they're ready to go, sort of, there's just one thing left and that is I wanted to create a playlist video of the soundtrack that will have beat timed graphics. I've already contacted an artist who's willing to take the audio and produce for me a custom video footage to go with the tracks. The problem is, is that the soundtrack as it exists now features a lot of duplicates or near duplicate songs and they're not in any particular order. I'm going to need to listen to it again all the way through and arrange the album as it were into a more listenable um, order and figure out which things are duplicates and get those. Uh, I'll still release them of course but they'll be at the end. I don't want to include them in this video. So until I can get that done that's what's holding me back from 
from releasing that historical tragedy that is known as Pro- Project Cursed. And you can you can listen to, I think, the previous podcast to hear about my experiences with that. Next, I wanted to edit and release the remaining assault cutscenes. Now, I can't believe I kind of skipped this year on this, but I haven't touched this at all. And that's weird because I have the footage. I actually have edited at least two of the videos, and they're sitting there on YouTube ready to be released. I just never did it because I was busy with other things. And then I've got like three or four other videos that are crystal-related that need to be edited, and then I can release them. And then there's like... 10 videos that are Star Fox Assault cutscenes but don't feature Crystal, which will need to be recorded and edited in 4K as with the other ones. So um, that's something I'd like to finish up. It's it's almost done, but for whatever reason, it didn't happen this year. I apologize for that. I'm also thinking maybe about redoing some of them with regards to some of their qualities uh, I wasn't happy with some, with how some of them came out in terms of their quality. Probably not something you would ever notice, but there's just something really weird about the way that Star Fox Assault handles their frame rate. Their frame rate is not consistently 30 frames per second or 60 frames per second in some of the cutscenes, and it requires a lot of manual frame-by-frame editing for some of these things. So I want to go back through and make an absolute sure I did the best possible job I could with those things. Next, I wanted to automate the daily crystal fan art posting. Now, no, I did not automate the crystal fan art posting, and more importantly, I've stopped posting fan art altogether, uh, probably because I stopped to work on getting the crystal fan art in the first place in preparation for writing an automated script. And once I got all the fan art off of DeviantArt, that's where I put the project on hold and have since not been posting fan art either. So I'll be working on that later. Uh, but once I get like the fan art section rebuilt, the daily crystal fan art posting automated stuff should be something I can put together pretty quickly. So I wanted to next, my next goal was to restore all the lost posts and pages from the site. No, I didn't even touch it this year. Next, I wanted to manage the 1,000 emails I have in my inbox. Well, it's 1,067 now, but that's actually a really big improvement considering how many emails I get in a year. I only gained a gross of 67 emails last year um, compared to how many I get every year. So I'd say that's an improvement. Next, I wanted to prep and launch the Miiverse Crystal Art, which, no, I didn't touch it at all. That's another project that's almost done. It just needs some work from me and then it can go out. Next, I need to move all the Crystal Cosplay photos from the Flickr account to my own server. And I can say that I did save them safely, as well as the the images from Lilet Mobius Adventurer and a few other people related to Star Fox and Crystal Cosplay, but I haven't actually put them in a new place yet. Actually, it's kind of pointless until I get the cosplay section up and running again so I don't really have a place to put them yet, but once I do, I'll of course be able to put the pictures up. No problem at all. Next, I wanted to update the site design to be featuring more cute crystals. Well, cute crystals, I think that kind of petered out. Uh, That was kind of a promise that never panned out. Uh, It may still happen, but right now I'm looking at a new site design that's just from myself, and 
I'm actually really excited about it. I'm going to talk about that more in the next section. But uh, yeah, I'm looking at a new site design seriously, and that's part and parcel with the idea of moving away from WordPress. I'm building the site as a static site, which I'll talk about in a minute. So there's that. Not so great. I didn't really accomplish all the things I plan to do. I didn't accomplish most of the things I wanted to do. Uh, I could have done a lot better with these things, but these were all fairly large projects and I did do a lot of side work that didn't directly translate into posts on the site. So perhaps we're going to just call this last year of 2019 the groundwork for what's going to become the greatest year of the Crystal Archive. And that brings us to the next section, unpublished progress on projects I haven't really talked about, or in this case, talked about somewhat, but haven't really finished. So I already mentioned in that previous post about getting all the crystal fan art from DeviantArt. This is uh, just an overview of that. In 2019, I managed to write some code and tools and went through all of DeviantArt to find all the crystal fan art I could find that was in the clean category. I just turned off all the potentially questionable stuff because it's probably not going to end up on the site anyway. In the end, I downloaded something like 16.8 gigabytes of art, representing some 17,500 5, 17, posts, and I had looked at something like 200,000 posts in the process. This took about two weeks of work just looking through the art, in addition to the time it took to write the tools. I did all this to recreate the fan art section, and I'll have to do this again for Fur Affinity, but that's going to be a lot quicker because it's a much smaller scale. And when you search on Fur Affinity for a crystal, it almost exclusively brings up the crystal you and I know rather than who knows how many other characters or real-life people that you'd find on DeviantArt. Once that's done, I should be able to start organizing. There's a bunch of duplication and removal of inappropriate artworks that for one reason or another, including things as simple as somebody posted somebody else's art, and I can't be posting something that doesn't belong to somebody on my site. Now, this won't be posting the art itself. That's illegal. Instead, I'll be posting a list, a searchable list, of all the fan art available on both DeviantArt and Fur Affinity, and with time, possibly other sites as well, and part of that will be integrating the existing fan art lists I've had from the previous version of the fan art section, which should go a lot faster now that I have tools to help automate this stuff. I should just be able to use the arrow keys to jump between fan arts and mark them quickly with tags like maybe it has blood or inappropriate languages or adult language or whatever, just as warnings for people who might be looking at it. Um or maybe even something for the truly devious types of things, such as when people, for some reason, decide to pair Crystal with Panther. Anyway, this is going to ultimately result in more Crystal fan art than you can possibly imagine, something on the order of 16,000 to 18,000 fan arts, more than you can actually list on a single page, and so that's why it's going to have to be a search with pag pagination, multiple pages, uh, of lists. Because I've downloaded all the data about it, I should be able to give you very accurate search results and also a bunch of other metadata about the fan art, such as how big it is and 
what type of file type it is and stuff like that. Now, as I mentioned, I'll be working on the staff this 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 year. I was working on it this year. It was very slow. I'm going to that plastic supply place I mentioned soon. And uh, yeah, I'm just researching different things. One of the things that's really complicated is the, uh, the, the, the pattern that's on the shaft of the staff. I had thought that I would be able to achieve that with some foam that has been hardened and cut to the right shapes. And probably can, but it probably won't achieve the design I want. And I went and counted recently and found that it's actually made up of something like 23 distinct parts, some of which are mirrored images of each other, that I think I could produce in mass by creating 3D printed molds and then pouring resin into these uh, fill up to a fill hole and actually create hard resin-based uh, pieces that can then be glued to the outside of a regular uh acrylic staff. Um, so that's the plan for that. That's going to result in a much higher quality and also a tremendously higher amount of work versus just making a um, either painting the staff with the texture or printing the texture onto the tube. This is actually going to be a three-dimensional structure on the tube. Very thin but uh, very detailed for its size. Next, um, over the Christmas break, I've been, I began researching on doing the new Crystal Archive design, as I was just talking about. It will be a statically generated site, which will mean that the site will run a lot faster and will give me more control over how the site displays and shows content, such as videos. Additionally, it will also give me a much bigger opportunity to make... Um, to restore the old pages to make new pages in addition to these the posts that I typically make it'll make it'll 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 make the process of adding pages much easier as well and um, it will also allow me the opportunity to update the website to use much more modern techniques right now we're using kind of old techniques with, with when it comes to displaying YouTube videos and images stuff I can make a lot more efficient and I can also make the page itself much more artistic without actually using any more space. It should still load faster. This, this existing site that we have right now hasn't had a major update since 2012, so I think, uh, I think eight years is long enough. It needs a redesign. And not just because to get a redesign. It really actually, it's been, service, it's been serviceable for a while, but there's some things that could really be improved. And so I'm going to work on that in the coming year. So that brings us to the next and final section, projects for 2020. Now obviously I want to do everything that I just talked about above, stuff that didn't get done last year or the year before, and I can probably keep going back into previous podcasts to see what I talked about doing and never did. I also really want to get those pages actually finished. The site is kind of just a half-finished mess right now, for a long time since the 2012 hacking incident. It's hard to focus on getting these static pages up to date when I have to make these posts every day. So on that note, I want to find ways of doing to, to find more ways to find time to update the site itself, not just the news section, as well as these other long-term projects like working on the staff or, you know, stuff related to Dinosaur Planet or Starfox.org. To do that, I'm considering doing a lot of posts 
for the at first for a few weeks at a time. So I'd, every weekday I'd post a post, maybe for three weeks, and I'd use that fourth week of the month or something like that to work on these bigger projects, um, such as updating, working on the updated site, uh, working on starfox.org, and so on. That way we get to see both things. We get up-to-date news, but we also get these larger updates to projects like the Saurian Translator and StarFox.org and all this other stuff that I'm planning. A lot of stuff I want to do for StarFox.org can be done. I've got a ton of content, photos, music, sound clips, stuff ready to go. Just needs some editing and a place to put it. Right now there's no site yet because I'm going to be using the same static design that I'm working on the Crystal Archive redesign for that could be used for starfox.org. I just haven't done it yet. I haven't learned the techniques yet. It's not super difficult. It's just something I have to sit down and learn how to do. If I can manage to make a crystal staff this year, uh, and I talked about this a little bit earlier, at least three people have expressed interest in buying one. Now make no mistake, they would be very expensive and I'm going to be, I'm going for serious re realism here. And that means no shortcuts, and because of that, I'm estimating it'd be at least $500, as I talked about. I kind of jumped the gun on that story, but yeah. The idea is I'd make a luxury video game prop on par with, like, I don't know, a Master Chief gun or armor or something like that. Something that uh, is complicated to build and, and, in this case, actually works to an extent. It should move. It should have lights, at the very least. Perhaps when I actually make it, I'll have the list of features and you can pick which features you care about and adjust the price accordingly. Either way, that's something I'd like to work on this year. Next, I really work, want to work on that site redesign. I already talked about it, but I'm actually super excited about it. I've already, already partially put in some work on the site design and I'm kind of interested in the technology behind it. So I'm thinking that's going to happen first. That's probably what I'm going to work on first is getting this new site design going, which would prov provide me the opportunity to expand the site more quickly once that's done. And lastly, I have a really cool collaborative podcast idea that was suggested by some people on the, the Discord server. I, I'm, I apologize to you guys who suggested it. I can't remember who it was. But someone suggested we could maybe do kind of an interactive podcast where we have a formal online debate where people can sign up and say, I'm going to take a position on a subject matter, and other people are going to take a position on that subject matter, and so on. However many people want to take a different, a, a different opinion on a subject matter, and then we'll hold a debate. I'll probably be the one, I'll probably be the, be the one who is the moderator, not actually submitting my opinion on the subject matter, but rather making sure that everybody is cordial and following the rules and keeping track of time. I'll give a certain amount of time to each person, and then people can choose to respond to what other people have said, and then those people can then, uh, they can respond to those responses. And then at the end, we can all vote together, voting for anyone other than yourself, who had the best opinion, who won the debate. I want to do this kind of as a very fun project not like not like an argument like an actual formal debate where the goal is to find the consensus between people and i've got a couple of ideas for what those would those ideas those topics would be uh, these would all be you know crystal or starfox related so one of the topics i think we should probably start with this one 
that I'm kind of excited to try is the the topic would be you're in charge of the design and development for the next Star Fox game. What do you do? What's the game going to be like? Which characters are going to be featured? What game mechanics are, are you going to use? What kind of camera system are you going to use? How will you approach the development? And um, and then, of course, the criticisms can be, how will you achieve this? Will you have enough funding? to? This is going to be like realistic, like how, how would you fund this project, either as an indie project or under Nintendo, as it were, as a studio. Um, but it's going to be mostly focused on the design with a, with a focus on how realistic it is to actually achieve it. And that is something for the people countering your argument would be it would be saying they would say i don't think you can do that because this type of game or this kind of mechanic takes a lot of effort or it can't be used in tandem with this other thing you're suggesting you want to use and so you'd have to come up with a solution for that i think that'd be a really cool thing the other the other idea is the question of who pushed crystal something i've looked into myself this is who pushed crystal in the Krizoa palace where she got trapped initially at the beginning of the game um, there's, it's a subject of debate. Most people think it's Andros, but there's lots of, of facts pointing to other characters or something else, stuff that directly contradicts it being Andros. And so I think it would be cool to have people taking different sides in an argument, presenting the facts and debating, uh, who it really was kind of crime scene style. All right. That's it. I ha That's all I have for the projects for 2020. We've gone over the stuff that happened since last time, the stuff that I had promised last time and where we're at with that, and the stuff I want to work on for next year, this year. Um, as last year, I don't have any questions and comments. I'm sure there are some questions and comments in the emails, but I haven't been keeping up to date with those like I should, and so I don't have a list of them ready to go. But I've got those thousand emails to go through, so... Hopefully by the time I have a next podcast, which hopefully won't be a whole year away, I can have those ready to go for that episode, episode number 43, uh, which, I don't know, let's try for two months from now instead of a whole year, okay? That covers us for the entirety of this podcast, episode number 42. I thank you for coming along with me on this very, very rapidly paced journey. Sorry it's not as entertaining as it could be. Uh, I, I, I wish I could talk about some stuff that I'm planning to post very soon, but honestly, by the time you listen to this podcast, a lot of it's going to be posted anyway because I'm posting like every day, or at least that's the plan. Anyway, you can always send your questions and comments to me at mrcrystal at gmail.com. Be sure to visit the website crystalarchive.com and join our Discord server if you're so inclined. Actually, right now, it's kind of invite-only. Uh, you, you need to email me if you want to uh, join the Discord server, but it's a great place to have a all-ages friendly discussion about Crystal, Star Fox, hacking of Star Fox Adventures, Dinosaur Planet, and just memes. Really, just memes. That's, that's most of the rest of the content. I hope you will join us at some point. And thank you for listening to this podcast. I'm Mr. Crystal, your host, and I'll see you next time.